What's going on, guys? This is Gary, uh, Josh and Gary. Josh is away at sports camp. So you've got me for this episode, and we're going to talk all about the World Cup. So today is the 18th of June. It's a Monday. We're a few days into the World Cup. And, I mean, pretty exciting, right? This has been a pretty stunning, pretty exciting opening few days. I'm not going to go through all the scores because everybody's up to date on those, so I won't do the play-by-play and all the scores, but I do have a couple of takeaways. All right, first, to start the World Cup off right, Russia with a 5-0 win over Saudi Arabia. Do I think Russia's really that good? Probably not, but it's nice to see the host country get off to a start like that. They're playing in front of their home crowd. I think that, you know, whether you love Russia or not, or they're your team or they're not, um, there's something cool about seeing the host country play really, really well and get their fans excited. So um, I'll leave it at that. Portugal and Spain. Wow. What a game. So Portugal comes out with a tactic where um, you can tell the approach is just to punch Spain in the mouth, play hard, jam them up, pressure, and go fast, and then take the ball fast downfield and just fire away. And that worked well for about 15 minutes. And then you could see Portugal getting tired, and then Spain started to string together a lot of passes. Spain started to look like Spain. Was really impressed with Portugal. Um, the whole game, but especially those first 15 minutes. and then, But then things started to balance out a little bit. And uh, Spain really, really impressed me. And just seeing them play that game, I picked Spain to at least get to the semifinals. Um, amazing performance by Cristiano. All three goals for Portugal. Diego Costa is an absolute beast. Love him or hate him. He's the kind of guy that you want on your team but you hate him if he's on anybody else's team. Let's see. Uruguay escape with a win over Egypt, a Mo Salah-less Egypt. Um, I don't know that Mo would have done much and even rescued a point for Egypt. Um, Remember, Liverpool fans and Mo Salah fans, Mo is an amazing player. He was also surrounded by amazing talent at Liverpool. Now, he earned a lot of the accolades he had over the year on his own, but a lot of that has to do with the surrounding cast around him, right? Having great players around you either feeds the ball more to you or draws attention from defenders away from you so you can sort of do your thing a little bit easier. Egypt doesn't have the level of talent that Liverpool does. So, it'll be interesting to see what Salah does, but it'll be nice to see him get back in. I'm a big fan of his, um, and I would like to see his story continue because I think his story is the top individual story of the year as far as I'm concerned. Um, Argentina-Iceland, so Iceland's first ever World Cup, and they draw with arguably one of the favorites, at least one of the favorites to get to the semifinals. Um, Messi... The day after Portugal, after Cristiano's performance for Portugal, um, a very similar free kick 
uh, that could possibly win it for his country, uh, just like the free kick that Ronaldo took tied it up for Portugal to earn them a point against Spain, and Messi couldn't get it done, uh, missed a penalty kick, even for that matter. So, is Cristiano now a better player than, than Messi is? No, not necessarily. He was, in that 24-hour span, um, you can make a case for either of them over a 365-day spread. Um, Messi will come back. I think Argentina are going to be tough. Let's see. Nigeria, I was expecting a little more out of them. Uh, not quite the level of energy um, and attacking-minded football that I was expecting from them. Um, France, they won because of an own goal. Uh, Pogba's, in case you didn't, haven't seen our posts on Instagram, at Let's Talk Soccer, by the way, um, Pogba's goal was actually awarded as an own goal um, to Australia. So that 2-1 victory, you know, a little bit shaky there for France. You remember, they came off a 1-1 draw with the United States in their final World Cup tune-up game. So France not looking great, despite the talent they have on their team. So we'll see how they bounce back. Uh, Denmark, a nice win over Peru. Mexico, what are you going to say about them? So Portugal, I mentioned how wow they were in the first 15 minutes of that game against Spain. Mexico were that for the entire 90 minutes. I was impressed with Mexico's game plan. The manager has his team in the right frame of mind, and they played the perfect game against the defending world champs. The fact that they beat Germany is not a fluke. Uh, It's not bad luck for Germany. Mexico earned that win. And coming from an American whose biggest rivalry is Mexico, you know, I got to give credit where credit is due, and Mexico played an amazing game. Brazil draw level 1-1 with Switzerland. A lot of individual talent on Brazil. You look at that starting 11, and you can't really find any holes. But they didn't play well together as a team, and that was the problem. Yes, Neymar got knocked down some. He probably could have stayed up on a few of those knockdowns. I think he was taken down 10 times, um, or fouled 10 times at least. And uh, I don't know. I mean, he goes down pretty easily. Uh, But clearly... Switzerland's game plan was to to make his, him as uncomfortable as possible, and it worked. They got a point out of it. Uh, Belgium, despite a somewhat slow start, uh, got a nice win on, over Panama. Um, and then England, Captain Kane, his first two ever goals uh, in a World Cup for England, uh, and that is uh, the difference. They win 2-1 over Tunisia. So we still have a little bit of first-round play to go. Uh, We have Tuesday's matches to go, and then we're done with round one. Um, But overall, this has been a great World Cup. I have watched or listened to, or a combination of the both, um, just about every minute so far. And um, I continue to, or I I will do do for the rest of the World Cup as much as I can. This has been really, really exciting, and I love this level of competition. I love the passion. Playing for a club is different than playing for a country. Um, and you can see that in these players' expressions. Chicharito crying um, when, they, when they beat Germany. The Russian fans going crazy uh, with their team, with their big win on the opening night. This is, this is cool stuff. 
Okay, let's switch over then to Fantasy World Cup because I got a lot of you guys playing in our league, and thank you so much. This is this is um, an embarrassment of riches, and we are very grateful for everyone that has uh, has joined our league. So this is really cool. Um, I guess more than talking about individual players and points, let's talk sort of more strategy. So. The rules are written a little bit unclear, so you kind of have to read between the lines and read them and reread them to understand. Um, but you can make substitutions, not transfers, but you can make substitutions after every day of play. So I think an hour or so after the, the final match of the day is done, um, you can go in and make substitutions. So let's say, for instance, uh, you have a midfielder, you have Iniesta. And Iniesta only gets two points against Portugal, which he did. Um, You may not be happy with that. You may think, I have a guy on my bench that uh, I think will do better. So you can sub, as long as that player on your bench, so you've got, um, I don't know, pick a player. You've got uh, Thomas Muller, okay? And uh, you think, oh, Muller for sure is going to do better against Mexico, than Iniesta did against Portugal. Since Muller hasn't played yet, you can sub him in for Iniesta. Now Iniesta moves to your bench. You lose Iniesta's two points, but you get whatever points Muller's going to bring in. So you can sub off in any given round. You can sub off a player that has already played for a player on your bench that has not yet played, as long as they're not playing in the same day. So it's got to be the next day or a couple of days later um, that the player on your bench is going to play. Same thing goes for your captain. You can change captains as much as you want. Um, You will lose the bonus points for your captain. So captains, of course, get double points, right? So if I captained Iniesta against Portugal, he would have gotten four points got two, but you get the captain the double bonus and he gets four. Now, really not happy with that as far as the captain goes. If I want to keep Iniesta in, which I could, I might want to captain Griezmann because he's got a game coming up the next day. And I think Griezmann's going to score a lot of goals, get a lot of points. So Iniesta stays on. Uh, Griezmann is my new captain because he hasn't played yet. He's playing tomorrow. Um, So Iniesta's points drop down to two. They just drop down to whatever he would have gotten had he not been a captain. <clears throat> I think those are the, the biggest things. Um, I think those are important. You're Unlike Fantasy Premier League, where you're kind of set for an entire match week, um, you can do a lot of maneuvering and moving and strategizing with this Fantasy World Cup, which I think is kind of cool. I like the ability to change captains. I like the ability to sub for players that sort of uh, did less than, than what you hoped they would. Um, so it, it is important to have a good bench. Now, the challenge with Fantasy World Cup is you have so many more players uh, to choose from. And the players that you would normally expect a lot of points from may not get a lot because they're playing in a different environment. They're playing for their country, and you know them as a superstar for their club, and they may or may not be for their country, just depending on their surroundings and the supporting players around them. So just remember that. 
Um, so I love when you know someone takes a gamble and they they choose a player that no one's ever really heard of and uh, ends up earning them a lot of points. So that's a great choice, a really informed, smart decision. Um, but we're going to continue to post uh, any tips we find, any pointers, uh, any rule changes or anything like that. And of course, we'll post um, our leaderboard at the end of each day and we'll keep you posted on how our team is doing. I think it's not doing really well. I can't get the app to load at the moment, but uh, as embarrassing as it is, we'll post it. Uh, some of the players we were hoping for, like um, Werner, uh, Muller, Griezmann uh, really didn't quite, you know, put in the performances that we hoped they would. Iniesta is on our team. So, um, you know, hopefully round two holds much more in store. And remember, in between rounds, you can make a transfer. Um, so you can go ahead and take advantage of that. Maybe a, a player that's underperforming uh, you want to get rid of for someone who is. You can kind of see the holes in your your fit your squad of 15 now um, after a good solid round one uh, and decide what you want to do for round two but keep your questions coming keep your dms coming send us you know uh, screenshots of how your team is doing uh, all your comments are great we're we're on instagram we're pretty big on instagram at let's talk soccer almost 22,000 of you following us we really really appreciate it guys let's keep it up we want to get to 25,000 and beyond um and let us know. Give us feedback. We love, we love feedback. So uh, keep it up, guys. And until next time, this is Gary for Josh and Gary saying peace. Goodbye.